0: Hey guys, I'm back. This is my review for Grey's Anatomy. Um, another very good episode um, last night. It's the episode prior to, I think, next week is the um, season finale for, the, I guess, the winter finale now that they call it, I think. Um, so I'm not sure when it's coming back. But, um, you know, we're setting up for, obviously, you know, Grey's fashion, probably going to end up losing somebody as noted in the previews. So, <clears throat> And it kind of looks like Catherine might be it, but I don't think it's going to be Catherine. But anyway, um, another thing to point out, you know, they've been doing a very good job of showcasing uh, the need for people understanding women's health and focusing on training uh, as it pertains to women's health and decision-making, how women should be in control of their bodies, their decisions, advocate for themselves, and all that kind of good stuff. So... um, It's not just one aspect of, you know, um, when a pregnancy uh, is happening or has occurred. And, um, you know, there's so many different things that can go wrong. And this is going to be another example of it in this episode. So, but we're going to start off um, with something a little bit lighter, on a lighter note here. And that's Nico. Nico is trying his best, yet again, to make sure that he... Isn't affiliated, associated with, known by anything else. He doesn't want folks to know that he is related to uh, Amelia and the shepherds, all of that. He, he's the nephew, he's Amelia's nephew, and he doesn't want people to know that. Unfortunately, Amelia. Isn't making it easy. You know, she's running late for something and uh, she had an appointment or something going on. They're right in front of the hospital. She grabs Nico and she's like, hey, look, here's the, here's the baby. Because that's her and Link's baby. I don't know where Link was, but she was like, take the baby to uh, the nursery or daycare in the building because I got her up and go to this, whatever she had to go to. And she said, you know, a lot of interns would love to, you know, help out in attending. And I kind of felt like she's abusing her power because taking a baby to the nursery is not his responsibility. So, but anyway, she, uh, so Nico gets the baby reluctantly and it's like, okay, I guess I got to go find the nursery. Of course, people have been noticing that there seems to be, appears to be what they favoritism between Amelia and, and and Nico. So, uh there's a lot of talking already going on and now here comes Nico on the elevator with Amelia's baby. So there's whispers, they're making jokes, you know. Uh <laughs> you know, Nico is realizing that they're talking about him and thinking that Really, that the two that Nico and Amelia are having an affair because they don't know any differently, it just seems that way. And, uh, you know, Nico did eventually, um, well, before he can, well, before he actually says something, oh no, before you know, Amelia says something to him, you know, um, Quan had the audacity to come to an attending who was Amelia and Propose exchanging sex for more time in the rotations of in the um neural rotation it was really inappropriate i'm surprised that amelia did not reprimand him write him up because the way he came across it was really out of order and you know when she talked to nico nico explains like oh they think that we're sleeping together, and Amelia's like, Oh no, that's not something that you want to get around the hospital. You know, that goes against the rules. You know, Grace Sloan definitely has not known to be when it comes to uh, misbehaving, <laughs> when it comes to inappropriate behavior between attendings and interns. That is since day one, since um, Meredith and, and Derek, those days. Okay, so. I mean, okay. But anyway, Amelia wants, you know, her thing is she wants Nico to straighten it out. And she's giving him a time frame to get it done. Or she's going to make it known what the real deal is. So that's really that whole storyline going on there. You know, he's got to make an effort. Nico needs to make an effort and clean this up. uh, Because it's just gotten way out of hand. So the other story is uh, Meredith and... and um. What's her daughter's name? Uh, um, it's not Lily. Meredith and her daughter—I forget what her daughter's name is. But they are—you know—her daughter is exceptionally. Um, what is her daughter? Let me look it up. Meredith's daughter. Hold on. Let me just help you guys out here. Meredith's daughter, and her daughter is Zola. Okay, so Zola—you know—she's been having these panic attacks, and we've also seen in the previous episode that Zola is exhibiting higher than normal like cognitive skills. Like she's very advanced. She's obviously very gifted. And the school that she's currently in, she doesn't connect well with the student. She's not enjoying it. She's unhappy. She's just and 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 she really needs to be in a place where she can grow and learn with other kids like herself. So they have to go, I guess, you know, Meredith's like, you know what, we're gonna check out various schools to see what's a best a best fit for for you. So she um they fly out to Boston. Now in Boston, you know, Jackson is there. He is heading up the foundation. So, you know, um, you know, he so Meredith has time to or take some time to spend time with Jackson and talk to him about what she's dealing with, with Zola. Now Zola is when they get to this the first, well, this this prestigious school, um, Zola is apprehensive. Zola's scared, you know, Um, A lot is resting on this, let's say Zola liked the school, you know, she's concerned about that because then her mom got to move clear across the country for Zola to attend this school. So it's a lot that Zola's considering and thinking about. So she has to shadow um, the kids for the day. So while she's shadowing the kids, Meredith is gonna spend time with Jackson. Also in Boston is Catherine, Jackson's mom. Miss um, Catherine Fox, honey. She's there and she's been talking to Tom Karasik. Tom Karasik is her physician. He is um, the neurologist. He's also working with the foundation that Jackson is running. So Jackson essentially is his boss. Now, um, Jackson notices that Catherine and Tom are kind of talking a little bit. They're not letting him know what's going on. He's asking like, What what are you guys meeting about? What's happening? And I do believe that Jackson is, he's paying attention, okay? Even though Catherine's like, oh, we're just, you know, we'll tell you later. We'll tell you when when the time comes and we're working on something. You know, she's blowing Jackson off and you really can't blow him off like that. You know, he's a very perceptive person. He's also a physician and Jackson knows that, okay, why would Catherine want to be speaking to Tom Karasik? Okay, now, yes, granted years and years ago, her and Tom used to, you know, be an item or something like that, I guess. But Catherine is now married. So what other reason outside of medical reasons is she spending time with Tom Karasic? Tom had done an exam and test, you know, and, um, you know, Catherine has been gone. Her and Richard went to, you know, travel, went to Europe and all, you know, Asia and everything. So during this time, though, Tom is real, you know, he can't, when she comes back, you know, Tom has, you know, Ran some testing, he has shown a scan and it shows that the cancer tumor is growing. It's grown two millimeters. And Catherine's was like, oh, you're making such a big deal. I thought it was something like really major. He's like, it is major. That means you're not in remission anymore. That's a big deal. You know, you can't say you're in remission when clearly this tumor is growing, even though it's two millimeters. It's growing, you know, two millimeters is two millimeters more than what it was the last time that you was on the the special treatment that she was on. And her whole thing, she's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not really going to worry about it. I'm not going to tell my husband or my son, you know, I've been traveling for six months and, you know, I've learned about herbs and natural remedies and all this other stuff and tom the whole thing is he said okay that's great and all of that is good but right now you have an active growing tumor that we need to address now i'm not interested in hearing about all this other whatever it is that you learned about you know while you were traveling and Catherine is very much against what tom is saying she said you know her thing is you know she wants to she doesn't want to be in the hospital She doesn't want to be hooked up on anything. She wants, if she said, if I am stuck in the hospital, it's because I am being a physician, not because I'm being a patient, you know, and she wants to enjoy herself. And Tom is trying to talk her out of it. It's not. Really being effective, but you know he's doing the best that he can. You know, for you know she's just determined. You know, Catherine's very stubborn. Catherine, you, you you really, she's headstrong. She's used to getting her way and doing her own thing and making decisions. It's very very hard for her to let go. That's an attribute that is very prevalent with Catherine. Um, and then dealing with this ca- cancer situation, I you know it's. She's trying to act like it's not a big deal and that she got it under control, but she really doesn't, and she is worried. So we got that going on. Um. So we also have Addison, whom I enjoy meeting up with. Um, Bailey, they are going. Bailey's former college roommate, who is also a doctor, they are um, going to some part of these I'm uh, not DC, they're in Washington. Some part of Washington, I forget whatever it is. Um, because her roommate is married to someone who's like a, a music professor, I think. And the roommate is from um, where is she from? She's from Chicago. And um she runs a clinic. She wants she runs a women's clinic, I should say. So she needs some help. She needs some volunteers to come down there and help her with her caseloads because uh, one of the services that she offers is, you know, um, termination of pregnancies, and a lot of women are coming in because some of the neighboring states are that it's against the law. So, she's getting a backlog of stuff, and, you know, it's 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 a problem. So, Addison, who's been helping out at Grace Sloan and who's been an advocate about women's health and, and the right to choose, was very happy to take on this opportunity. Very, very happy. So, they drive from Seattle to whatever is part of Washington. They get to, they start to pull into where the clinic is and it's a protest, you know, which not surprised a lot of protests, you know, they're pro-life they're protesting, you know, and, um, so you know it's very tense the 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 it's very tense that people have you know very they're being very vocal about how they feel and so they finally able to park get inside the clinic they meet her roommate and she's explaining you know she said look we don't have all the fancy technology like grace sloan but hey look you know um you know we're still using paperwork these are our file folders everything's not on the ipad like you do at grace alone it's the basics here we don't have that type of funding um we need help and i'm glad you're here and she gave her like these (laughs) two huge stacks of cases like you gotta check this out and do what you need to do go for what you know log it in do how you need to just help me out because it's a lot going on here so then they get a case, uh, the, Bailey's friend gets a case, and it's, um, so they've been there for a few hours. Then Bailey's friend gets a case, and it's a lady who is in uh, another part of Washington that's about 40 minutes away from where they are right now. And, you know, this person had has an ectopic pregnancy. She was, uh, she had previously had a C-section. And I guess the pregnancy, I don't know, some kind of way is connected to the internal scar. It's it's an ectopic pregnancy, which is dangerous. And you just, you know, with that, you know, you're pregnant in your fallopian tubes. It's the, the doctor at that particular clinic would not terminate the pregnancy, even though it's an ectopic pregnancy. They, you know, it's supposed, I guess it's against the law for them to terminate a pregnancy. Now, this is life threatening. So I'm a little that one i'm a little confused about because that that pregnancy could kill her uh because it would the baby would grow to the point it would you know i mean i don't understand that but they he wouldn't the the doctor wouldn't do it so bailey and addison said well they'll go pick her up she you know she called you know she said she was in the parking lot of the clinic they'll go they'll they'll come pick her up and they will take her to um Take her to the hospital, you know, take her to the hospital so that this procedure can be done. So they're on the road and, you know, Bailey and Addison talking about motherhood and, you know, I didn't know Addison has a child, but apparently she does. I think she has a little boy. And, you know, they were talking about how, you know, the kids, you know, always losing things and they can't find it. How the moms are always good at knowing just where everything is. I can attest. My mother would, if I couldn't find something, mother would tell me just to calm down, think it through. It's, you know, it's probably in your coat pocket. It's probably, you know, you know, she would always know where to go to look for things that I've lost. So that's what they were really bonding over. I've never noticed Bailey and Addison really in a close relationship like friendship. Never noticed it before, but it's good to see them. I like the chemistry. They have a really good bond and they are on the same page when it comes to women's health. So they get to the clinic and they pick up the, the patient you know she's on the phone and she, as soon as she gets into their van she's like you know she's still talking to her daughter and she's you know she has to plan this birthday party for her daughter and you know she's a busy mom who has this situation has occurred to her so she's telling them about you know you know she's trying to plan a birthday party she's doing this she's doing that she's a busy person she said this situation happened she said um, but I, you know you know I, I just need help to take care of this because I got to get back to doing the things I need to do at home. You know, she's a wife, she's a mom, all that stuff. So they're all relating to that and everything. Then then we noticed um, she, the, the the lady, the patient, says, uh-oh, I got a problem. And it was like, and then we looked down and she's bleeding. And, you know, Addison got to go back there and try to help her. Because apparently this situation with the ectopic pregnancy has gotten so serious. You never know when it could rupture, and, and and apparently it did. So now they're in this van. They can't hurry up and get to where they need to get to because, of course, in grace fashion, the highway is backed up. There's traffic. There is a lot of traffic. This woman is bleeding and bleeding a lot. And you know, you know, Addison is, you know, of course, you know, Bailey don't call nine one one repeatedly. Explain everything that's going on, and uh, you know, Addison is saying, you know, hey, look, I can insert this balloon to try to stop the bleeding for right now. And Bailey was like, well, how long that's gonna last? Because we might be sitting here for a while. And Addison is trying to stay cool, very trying to stay calm. She doesn't really think it's gonna last that long. We gotta hurry and get up out of here. Um. She's talking to the lady. The lady's a little nervous, of course. She's concerned and everything. Addison's like, just tell me about the party and tell me, you know, trying to get her mind off of the severity of the situation. Well, that didn't last long because things, it just escalated that much more. And the lady ended up passing out. And so now Bailey got to pull off to the side of the road. They got to address this lady. I mean, she's literally like bleeding excessively. Um, So much to the point they couldn't save her. She ended up, she passed away. She died. Um, there was no way that they could have saved her. They didn't have the tools to really help her. They tried with the balloon and, and all that, but it just didn't save her. And Addison is just, I mean, they both are upset. But um, yeah, I, I, let me get back to them. When, they, when, they, when the paramedics finally do get there, you know, um, you know, Addison is, at this point, she is flipped out. She's over it. So meanwhile, back in Boston, um, let's see, uh, you know, we see Catherine, you know, and um Catherine and um Karassik, they're talking. Karasik is trying one more time to like, you know, hey, look, he laid it out, trying to convince her this is what you need to do. And she's like, look, I'm not even trying to hear what you got to say. I'm not saying anything right now. And, you know, that was that, you know. And then then Jackson walks up. Now, prior to Jackson walking up on them, he had, had, let me go back to him and Meredith. They had had a conversation and Meredith explaining what's going on with, um, everything that's going on with Zola. And Jackson was like, well, in the in the process of talking about Zola, in the process of talking about how Zola's also very concerned, she's had panic attacks about this um, Alzheimer's, you know, that, you know, Meredith's mom, you know died as a result of Alzheimer's. Sola is very concerned about, um, you know, Meredith getting it, Maggie getting it, you know, she's very nervous about this moving on genetically through, even though Sola's not the bio, their biological daughter, but this, this is her mom as far as she knows. And she's really panicked about it. Um, so Jackson had said, you know what? He said, look, we have research and funding here that you can utilize why don't you try to cure alzheimer's and 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 Meredith? because you know meredith worked on the whole uh was it parkinson's disease situation she didn't cure parkinson's but she found a way to you know manage it a lot better the doctor that's um in minnesota so when jackson proposed that she you can tell meredith kind of looked like this is something that she really wants to do she's into doing the, doing research and cutting edge, um, not just surgery, but cutting edge procedures and finding discoveries, you know, discovering things and, and curing things, you know, she's into all of that. Um, you know, she was kind of hesitant. She was excited, but kind of hesitant. And, you know, Jack said, I understand. He said, look, you were interested in neurology at one point in time. Uh, but you know, you and Derek, you know, y'all did butt heads and things like that. And I believe at the time when, you know, because, you know, obviously Derek was a, a very a top rated neurologist. And, um, I think that it was an ego thing with Derek as well. I think that Meredith kind of picked up on the, you know, that she might end up outshining her husband if they're in the same field. I really believe that had a lot to do with it. Um, But then, you know, she ended up going into general surgery, which was what her mom did and they always comparing her to Ella, Ellis. I think that was her mom's name. But Jackson, you know, laid it out and said, hey, this is an opportunity for you, chance for a lifetime if you want it, you can have it. I'll have you here at the foundation. You can do this. And, you know, he laid it out for her and it was, um, very, she looked to be like, wow, like, but she's not, you know, she didn't give an answer just yet. She said, let me think on it and all of that good stuff. So later on, she goes by the school where Sola is doing her shadowing. And as she's walking up on Sola, she, um, is noticing, you know, how Zola is, she's playing with these, these kids, and they're doing some type of, they're balancing some object on these strings, and had, it's a physics project, and uh, she was really into it, she was loving it, she was, she was laughing, she was enjoying it, Um, so Meredith noticed that she really enjoyed it, Meredith noticed that she was connecting, Meredith can see that this is what Zola really is interested in, and Zola was like, oh, they got this, they got that, you know, blah, blah. Then Meredith's like, oh, so you really like the school? And Zola goes, well, not really. Again, Zola doesn't want to be the one to say, well, I really want to come to the school, but that means you got to leave your job in Seattle to come all the way out here to Boston because I want to be at this special school. So they go to dinner and they're talking about the school and Zola would try to play it down at first. And then Meredith was like, look, I know you like that school a lot. I saw you interacting. I saw you making friends. And it's okay. It's fine. She said, because I have an opportunity that was presented to me. And she talks about what she said, Uncle Jackson presented me an opportunity to work on this whole Alzheimer's cure. And you can see the relief on Zola's face. Zola's like, oh, you know. And then Zola told, you know, will say, Well, you know, what if I don't want to be a doctor? You know, and you know, I want to, you know, I want to play the cello and I, I like the physics team and all this. And she was like, that's fine. You know, it's, it's up to you. I want you to be happy and I want you to be challenged and, you know, make friends. I want you to enjoy yourself and explore and find out what you're interested in. It, it may not be medicine. I don't know. So she, Meredith sends a text to Jackson, let letting Jackson know that she's going to take the offer. She's moving to Boston now, as we know, Meredith is the interim chief at, at Grace uh, Grace Sloan. So, my question is, who's going to be the new chief? Because you know she's only interim; she was only supposed to be there for six months. Now that she's going to move to Boston, um, who's going to take over as the chief? And I'm guessing they would probably bring someone in externally, because. I don't think Amelia wants to be chief. I don't think Maggie wants to be chief. It would be interesting to see if they place either one, because those are the only two right now left. Well, Teddy, um, Owen has already been chief. Um, Weber has already been chief. Um, Teddy has not been chief. Uh, That's all they got left that would be qualified. Well, Link, but I don't think he wants it. Um, who else? Joe doesn't qualify yet because I think she's still in her residency program, or oh, is Joe attending now? Because I, Joe, you know, she switched um specialties and she went over to OBGYN. I don't know. I, I'm not really sure. I, I'll be honest. I'm not sure who remaining would be qualified or would even want it. They probably qualify because they're attendings, but would they want it is another story that's why i'm thinking they might go for someone externally bringing a new character um into that role which would be great that that would be really interesting um so getting back to oh and the other thing about is you know marsh is there and that's the guy that Meredith has been seeing and and developing a relationship what's going to happen with that like is he going to run off to boston are they going to get married is he going back to Minnesota? Because right now he's the director of the residency program at Grace Sloan. I don't know how that's going to turn out. So, now getting back to Addison and Bailey. So they are um, they, they talking. You know, they you know Addison is is going off. Um, with the the paramedics asking about a report and this and that and addison talking about yeah the doctor refused to help her and this is why we're in this situation and they're talking about women's health women's rights and then we see a moment where bailey is you know talking to addison about what she went through you know she tells addison she she was um had a miscarriage and she had to have a dnc which is the same process as going through how you would terminate a pregnancy she said had i not had that you know i could have had an infection and died um so it was a bonding moment. So when they get back to Grace Sloan, you know, um, you know, Addison said, I really want to travel around and help these, you know, help these people, help these women, you know, and all of that with the, you know, especially with situations like what, what we experienced and, you know, Bill's like, I'm thinking the same thing, you know, but I can't go anywhere. I just adopted my little girl. I can't, travel around. But, you know, she decided to say, you know, my husband had this surgical van um that, that we were using. It, you know, they stopped using it. The fire department didn't want to use it anymore. It has all the bells and whistles. You can use that van and travel around. You can start south of the state of Illinois uh, or be in sta- uh, Illinois and do these procedures and do what you need to do and things like that. So, Addison's probably going to be traveling around helping out in these areas where women are not allowed to, you know, um, to have that procedure done. So that's a great thing. You know, Bailey's going to start some type of special class about women's health and things like that. So that's great. So, because I doubt that Bailey's going to try to be chief again. She really wants to be out and doing things. She doesn't like the administrative task of it all. So I think that's pretty much it. So we got Meredith leaving. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen, who's going to take her spot as far as Chief is concerned. And Catherine, she's going to have to say something next week. She's going to have to say something because Jackson, she ain't stupid. All this whispering and carrying on, you know he's going to say something. So she's going to have to say something. She's going to have to admit to something. Um, She's going to spill the beans about what's going on. Does that mean that they will end up going to Boston? I don't know, but these are some outstanding questions. Well, that's all I got. I will talk to you guys later. Peace.